The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Josh Peck. And I'm Ben Soffer. And, and we're, we're the, the good guys. guys. There's a lot of guys out there. And we're the good ones. So you won Best Picture Golden Globes, right? <laughs> we're still talking about this. <laughs> so you won actor in such a beautiful movie, but I met Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Want to trade spots? Yes, 100%. I, I met her and she was cute. <laughs> tell me all, tell me every second. Did you know the first thing she ate when she got out of the Who's Cow was Burger King? I mean, what a ringing endorsement. What a miss moment for the BK, for the king. Massive, massive miss. Massive miss. You ready for this comment? They literally, it's just so smart, the people. People are so smart. Spirit Society social media manager commented that we should make a gypsy rosé. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. This person should work at NASA. No, no, no. Insane. I read it. I'm like, oh, are you a freaking just genius? Like, oh, crazy. Gypsy Rose, unbelievable. Unbelievable. We got invited by the lovely Lifetime. And I just want to say, Josh, in case we ever want to make a Lifetime original, I'm in cahoots. I'm in cahoots. The Lifetime people, they like me. What does in case mean? Let's do it. I think we should. I think we should make a Lifetime original movie. I don't know what it's about necessarily, but I think we should make a Lifetime original Uh, movie. Trouble in the the synagogue, a murder mystery in the synagogue. (laughs) Can you fucking imagine? Wow, I love it. Trouble in the gog. The Google, the Google, the Google killer. <laughs> but we go. It Jim was Javora in the study. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it, it was Rivka in the mikvah. This is only going to be funny to like seven listeners. It is. That is. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> it was Rachel. It was Rachel with the iron. Oh man. That's so funny. Huh. Gypsy Rose. What a woman. Her husband. What a man. I brought my I brought my sister. It was me, Claudia, and my sister. My sister never comes to these things. My sister goes up to her husband. Nobody said a word to him. He's just this like, he's a he's one of us. Six three four fifty. Big guy. Gypsy's big, husband. Gypsy's husband. Six, Love three, that. four, fifty. Big guy. Really big. She just goes up to him and she says, you know, congratulations. Congrats on your recent nuptials. He's like, thank you so much. She's like, yeah, you know, it was just so great to see you two falling in love. I'm like, Maddie, you are fantastic at this. You need to come more often. Got us in his good graces. We all took a photo. Wow. Lovely. She picked him out of 250 applicants in prison. Do you know that? 250 men wanted to marry her when she was in prison? 250 men wrote her letters wanting to be with her. And she chose this lovely man, got married in prison. They met, I don't know, a week ago or so in person. And apparently, according to Gypsy, I don't know if you saw the headlines. Oh, I saw. this This man has given her that sweet D. And that is not me saying that. That's her saying that. No, I believe she said the D was flames. The D was flames. Wow. I mean... And usually men of that size develop a bit of a microphallus, but I'm glad to see that he is fully firing. If he's fully firing, he must have one hell of a hog. That's all I got to say. One hell of a hog. It would almost be a personal safety issue if he started on Ozempic 
Because if he lost 200 pounds, <laughs> you know, he'd he would look like a Clydesdale. He would. He would look like a Clydesdale. <laughs> Which Clydesdale sounds like a bar started by two Jews. This is Clydesdale's. <laughs> it closes at six. Who needs to be out that late? That's uh, wait. Okay, I want to. So I believe I heard that they had never. They didn't have like a conjugal visit. They had never. They were not intimate while she was in prison, right? No, they weren't. They weren't. This was. Fresh out of prison, newly married, but like he he likes to call them newly together because they were already married. And it's just an, an unbelievable story. I feel terrible, though, for her boyfriend at the time that's still serving life in prison while she's out, a celebrity, married, and he's in there for a crime that she helped him commit. It's nuts. And the mother totally deserved it, right? Am I allowed to say that? But she did. No, no, no. You, you can 100% say that. There's nobody that, like, she, she deserved it. This right. woman was insane. She was making her daughter think that she had cancer so she could get some Disney trips from Make-A-Wish. Like, nuts. Yeah, that's dark. I, I, I mean, wow. I think it's interesting, and I'm quickly um, Googling this. Do you want to hear a correction officer on what really happens during conjugal visits? Oh, yes, please. So there are only four states in the U.S. that still allow it. California, Connecticut, New York, Washington. New Mexico recently canceled it. And uh, basically, it's there to preserve families because sometimes you just got to get it in. During a conjugal visit, people are permitted to engage in sexual activity, but mostly it's actually meant for family time. Could you imagine you're a dude during a conjugal visit and your wife comes in and she's like, this one, can we just cuddle? And you're like, <laughs> babe, I see you every seven months. Like, yeah. this is the one you want to cuddle? <laughs> it's also so much pressure. It is. Electrolytes. You're, you're nuts. If you're not consuming enough electrolytes, then enjoy your brain fog, enjoy your headaches, your cramps, fatigue, because I'm telling you, you're not hydrated. But with, with Element, you will become hydrated without sugar, without the dodgy ingredients found in other popular electrolyte and sports drinks. Look, Element, as we know, it's a zero sugar electrolyte drink mix, right? But it's from a growing body of research that reveals that optimal health outcomes occur at sodium levels two to three times government recommendations. And it's used and enjoyed by Olympians like me, people in the NFL like me, NBA, NHL, elite athletes such as myself. But around 30% of the NFL is drinking Element. That's right. And Element now has this chocolate medley feature like uh, chocolate mint, chocolate chai, chocolate raspberry that you can enjoy hot, warm, delish. And you're doing something good for your body and you're getting real, real cozy. So fuel those winter activities with a little Element hot. Go to drinkelement.com slash good guys to receive a free Element sample pack with any order when you purchase through our URL. Try Element totally risk-free. If you don't like it, give it away to a salty friend and we'll give you your money back, no questions asked. That's drinkelement.com slash good guys. I also just realized the amount of jerking off that probably goes on in prison, my goodness. And you have to share a room. It's like summer camp. They probably jerk each other off. Okay, we're moving on. I can't. Oh my God. 
They have to. They have to, though. They have to. The conjugal visit. Damn. It's just so I, I guess I guess it's to preserve family. So is the is it really meant for for her to get pregnant so that she could continue? I guess that's assuming that he's the one that's in there. But maybe she could be the one that's in there. She could be then the one. Then things are interesting. There's a yes. long waiting list. It's not like they can just do it. There's a waiting list. They know well in advance. You can't have any disciplinary history at all. And they have to already have been in jail for 90 days. And the living spaces are totally hooked up. Conjugal visits are held in rooms or trailers or cabins. Kinky. And uh, many of them are stocked up with things like condoms, linen, soap, and have uh, up to two bedrooms. They even are furnished with board games, cards, and or dominoes. So they transport them out of prison for the Oh, I think it's visit. on the grounds. It's on the grounds. Yeah. There's a cabin on the grounds. It's pretty dope. It's, Some one person said there was a PlayStation. Really? Yeah. Sony's wow. missing that marketing angle. The official video game of Conjugal Visit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, and it also says that Conjugal Visits get interrupted periodically by guards checking in to make sure there's no, but there's like actual funny business. Like, you know, it's like the business is funny. Please. The guards are just horny. <laughs> <laughs> you just like see the guard peeking through, hand on his wiener. All right, <laughs> oh, let's move on. Um, we're so um, <laughs> Gypsy Rose, wow, that's amazing. And was meeting her, do you feel like something's off or do you feel like she's uh, Coppus Mentis? <laughs> I, weirdly, I weirdly thought she was like totally fine. Like it definitely didn't feel like I was meeting somebody that was just in prison for... For eight years, but it's funny. We we took some just gorgeous professional photographs. Shout out, Getty. You made me look fantastic. Me on one side, Claudia on the other, Gypsy in the middle, and everybody said she looked like she could be our daughter. <laughs> that hurts. It did. It's it did. amazing. Had Claudia take that one. Uh, it is what it is. In it stride. is what it is. In stride. In stride. But yeah, she was she was nice. I wonder how long this fame will last. It feels like a, a flame that will go out pretty soon, right? This is like a, this is not even fifteen minutes. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Unless again, I think that if we do a project with her, it could really extend the shelf life of good old Gr. We should. We absolutely should. She should come on. We should talk about it, maybe come up with Gypsy Rose's next venture or maybe her next crime. I mean, Gypsy Rose is good. Maybe you should do a whole line of murderer spirits. We could. Know? Absolutely. We should. So you're back now in New York from your beautiful trip to uh, Utah over New Year. And do you want to know, and I, I pulled this up because this is fun, some of the most popular New Year's resolutions. Please. Yes. I would love to hear them. They are, in no particular order, losing weight, quitting mm. smoking. That's basically the recipe for what makes us fucking sick, that we're chubby boys who like smoking. Make time for family, boring, <laughs> drink less alcohol. <laughs> I already did that. Exercise more, save money, travel more. I mean, these resolutions, so boring. Terrible, terrible. And honestly, if you're waiting for the clock to strike January 1st to start losing weight, you've already gained so much weight over the holidays. Just, just throw it away. Throw it away. Don't even do it. Give it, you should give a resolution. I'm just saying you should do resolutions now. 
You should do yes. it. Like it shouldn't, you shouldn't need to wait for some fake milestone. Do it now. And then all of a sudden you, you run into the new year and you're like, holy crap, I can actually focus on a real resolution. You know, not this. Yeah. Those are, those are a bunch of fooey. No good. Do you weigh yourself? Every single day. Wow. I actually, Claudia makes fun of me. I even weigh myself at night after I've eaten food so I can estimate what I'll be in the morning. That's sick. You're nuts. I, <laughs> I treat a scale like a bad neighborhood. I treat a scale like you in a bad neighborhood. I just get on my phone and don't make eye contact with it. <laughs> no, I absolutely run straight for the gun. Every day. Marshall, every day. do you weigh yourself every day? I don't own a scale. So no, Same here. but if I go into a friend's bathroom and they have a scale, I'm stepping on it. Oh, but you're so trim. I was going to say Marshall's just thin privilege. Josh, <laughs> yours is clearly, you're like, you're scared of something. Like I don't, I don't go near I, it. I, I just weighed myself for the first time in like two and a half years at the doctor the other day. And it was great. I was like five pounds less than I thought I was going to be, but it drives me. And I wanted to be in the new year. It was like a small resolution of mine to be like, just do it hopefully in a healthier way, like once a month. But I just, I know I'm going to be, I know it's not a reflection of where I'm at. It's just a number, you know, like unless, you know, you put on 30 pounds, which I haven't. But I know if that number's over 190, I'm going to be a mess. Yeah. For me, it's just key, like understanding, did I eat well that, I guess I don't really need the scale to tell me if I ate well that day, but it does tell me. Like if I weigh... 239 in the morning and at night I'm 246. I know I had a bad eating day, right? Or but I guess or I would have known that without hydrated. weighing myself. Or you're very it's hydrated. It's it's possible. But you know, this is a trait that I didn't think was toxic. I'm not gonna let you turn it on me. <laughs> and I enjoy I enjoy it. I like my scale. I weigh myself. It's very good. It's fun to sometimes use a friend's scale, Marshall, because the friend's scale could be broken and it could show up that you're three pounds lighter. Oh, that's the so, best. It's the best. You'll never find a scale, though. It's very rare where the scale is broken in the opposite direction. I don't know. I try, like, whenever I go on the doctor's scale, I'll look at the nurse and I'll be like, she'll be like, do you want to weigh yourself? And I'm like, I'm 185. <laughs> and she'll say, <laughs> I know, but for the records, we need to weigh you. I go, no, you don't. Like, <laughs> get that pen moving. Okay, dear, 185. There's nothing more traumatizing than that scale, too especially when you're really fat and they assume, okay, you're like 200 and then they move over that notch. Oh, when they're like, oh, you're not 250? Notch up another 50. Oh, you're not three. It's terrible. When they're moving the big brick at the bottom of, <laughs> of, the, of the double beam, <laughs> you're in a fucking dark place. Oh, so man. sad. So sad. It's so bad. Oh, us moving this 75 pounds didn't do it? <laughs> what about when they put like when I first get my blood pressure checked, I always have a bit of white coat syndrome and I like try to be like, sorry, I just took a spray of my inhaler. They're like, oh, we're so sure. And you just yeah. feel them like looking at your blood pressure like, sir, you're like on the cusp of a cardiac event. I'm like, check it again in seven minutes. I'll be fine. But yeah, it's all stress. <sighs> what about how are you OK with needles? Do you mind when they do a little bit of the uh, the blood pull? I'm good with needles. I am. Me too. I, I'm not good once you've fucked up, though. If you fucked up putting in a needle and you have to do it again, I, I start to get worse and worse the more I'm pricked. I don't know how strong your veins are. My veins, not that great. They're really not. When I get an IV, unfortunately, sometimes it takes them a while. They have to jab me like three times for it to 
for it to pull. And by the third needle, I'm like, okay, this hurts. This is enough. But if you, if you do it on the first try, no problem. No problem with shots, no problem with blood, no problem with anything. Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm not bad. I don't mind it. I'm so glad that I have good veins now because when I was heavier, it was like my veins were like those kids who got trapped in that cave in Thailand. <laughs> they had to is, it a, is it a weight thing? Yeah. Oh, got it. Okay. So maybe as I, as I start to continue to drop all these LBs, my veins will get better. Yeah, they'll start popping. You'll become very vascular. Wow. And then they would have to go into my hand. They'd have to get the vein. That's what they do with me. They take the vein out of my hand. I thought it was just because I had bad veins. You're telling me it's because I'm obese? (laughs) No, it's just that, you know, on your weight journey, there's going to be some milestones. And one of them will be when they don't have to use a... Congrats, Ben. We no longer have to put the IV in your foot. (laughs) (laughs) They see Ben walk in. They're like, get the neck needle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) It's so bad. (laughs) I don't know if we're body positive or body negative on this show. (laughs) We're body positive for sure because everybody here is accepted, whether you are morbidly obese or not. And we just happen to have a special place in our hearts, though, for the morbidly obese. Honestly, we're, we're definitely body positive. True that. We're body neutral. We're body natty ice. Are you hearing about Quince all the time nowadays? Well, you're hearing about it because it's great, right? I recently decided to clean out my closet at the beginning of the year. What a freedom. What a release it feels. When you look at that closet, it's nice, it's beautiful. But then I realized I needed a couple great new pieces. And with Quince, they're creating timeless essentials that never go out of style. Isn't that great? You're not going to look back at a picture of you and something from Quince and go, what was I thinking? You're going to be like, I love that simple sweater. I like that lovely turtleneck. Look, Quince has all the must-haves, like 100% Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $59, 100% leather jackets and fitted pants. But the best part is Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the middlemen. You know we hate middlemen on Good Guys. And look, I recently got this really cozy Quince, like, uh, I don't know, like a beanie, you could call it. Uh, I also have a sweater from them. And and again, it's just simple. It's like something I can wear every day. The material feels great. And I love that it's not like totally crushing me in the wallet department. So upgrade your closet with Quince. Go to quince.com slash good guys for free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's quince.com slash good guys to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash good guys. Okay, let's get into a speak pipe, shall we? Please, yes. This is from our dear girl, Amber. Huge moron. Been listening to you since day one. (laughs) And I just had a question for you guys. I have a birthday coming up, my 30th birthday. And I want to take a trip somewhere in the U.S. I live in the Pacific Northwest, but I just want advice on what your favorite vacation for a 30th birthday would be. Not Vegas, because I'm already going there for my husband's birthday. So give me your advice of where to go and... uh, 
Speaking of morons, very quickly, on the street this weekend, it was on Saturday, all of a sudden I'm walking down the street and I hear some girl roll down her window and she screams, I'm a moron! And it, where should this girl from the Pacific Northwest go? Also, like, the PNW is huge. I Like, I don't ever say I'm from the East Coast. Like, that's, right? Like, I feel like Pacific Northwesterns do that a lot. Well, you could, no, people say they're from the Northeast. Yeah, but Pacific Northwest is Washington, Oregon, or Idaho. Yeah, which one? I'm just saying where I'm going to recommend you go on vacation is very different if you live in Idaho versus Seattle. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. Where should you go on vacation? I'm going to Mexico. Mexico's cool. Mm. Puerto Vallarta. Oh, Puerto is Vallarta. Cool. Not so far from the PNW. She you said could always go north US. and see your friends in Canada. Oh, yeah. Marshall um, said the U.S. She wants the U.S. And she not wants Vegas. the U.S. She wants the U.S. Okay. Uh, New Orleans. So no Ooh. Mexico and no Canada. She wants a local trip. Marshall mm. said New Orleans and or Nolans. Nolans. Mm. Nola. Nola for Nola. the gras. Nola for the gras. That could be fun. Good um, food in, in New Orleans. I've never been, but fuck, I, I could fuck up a beignet. Yeah, no, I've been to I've been to Mardi Gras in New Orleans. That place is crazy. Really scary. I've never told that story on this podcast, or I have. I don't think so. Oh my God. Claudia and I went one year to Mardi Gras and everybody has these like beads. And well, you don't say. All... <laughs> I, I've told the story. Vegas okay. has oh, slot right. machines. <laughs> <laughs> everybody has these beads. And there are like balconies overlooking the street. And it's just like a sea of people on the street. And I guess you could say the elite. On the balconies. And I guess just me and Claudia, you know, we're a little drunk and everybody's just like tossing beads down at the people in the street, right? I guess I tossed a bead a little bit too hard, right? At this person. And like all of a sudden out of nowhere, I get smashed straight in the chest, like so <sighs> hard. I look down bright red. I'm like, oh my God, was I just shot in the chest? Like when I tell you it hurt so much, my white shirt was bright red. Somebody chucked a huge red slushy from an opposing balcony, hit me square in the chest. Oh my God. I thought I was dead. I thought I was dead. It was so scary. So you go to New Orleans, just keep that in mind. Be careful. Don't drink too much. Don't fling any beads. If this is during the winter, Utah's really fun. Go skiing, maybe an Aspen. Colorado could be nice and fun. Honestly, Puerto Rico. Go to Puerto Rico. Within the U.S., right? Puerto Rico. Fantastic. Fair. Great weather. It is part of, yes, it's a U.S. territory. And if we're talking U.S. territories, go to American Samoa. You know what? Try Guam. Because <laughs> technically that is in your criteria. It is. I guess it's the same. Yeah, yeah. Well, where would you have her go? I'm dumb. I was going to say Vancouver because it's so close to the Pacific Northwest, but that's Canada. But that's it's, also a shit vacation going from the Pacific Northwest to Vancouver. I guess, yeah. Come if you on. Want, if you want something really different, it's hard. Honestly, I would say go to Palm Desert. Like, mm. I mean, I guess it's similar climate to Vegas, but none of the BS of Vegas and it's really easy and you could just like post up, get a great hotel 
and just enjoy. I don't know. I really like Palm Desert. Go to the Ritz Carlton and Rancho Mirage or the JW Marriott and Palm Desert. Go for a couple of nice meals. Get some nice, nice, get a nice dark tone to your body. Oh, that leads me to my next question. I find that every year between January and May, I get very depressed because I'm a guy that needs a tan and I just am not looking my best. Now, I don't want to get a spray tan every week because I just feel corny doing that. The same reason I don't do Botox. I've done it before. I can't maintain it. And it looks weird around my knuckles. It's a dead giveaway. God damn it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I want to be tan. And I've used the beds before and I don't use them anymore. And I know they're not good. It's 10 minutes, by the way. I love these people. They go sun worship for seven hours during the day. They're like, you use a tanning bed? I'm like, yeah, for eight minutes. I'm like, well, you're out there leather Larry, you know, at the poolside <laughs> drinking your fucking Miami Vice scumbag. <laughs> like, so what's a man to do? Do I just bite the bullet and do like a little bit of maintenance in the beds? I think just go to Florida a little bit more. Just go a little more. Go somewhere warm for a weekend. Like once every two months, you get a nice base coat. Sure, it'll wear off. I, I think I'm I'm like a little bit whiter than, I, than I'd like to be. I too like to have a nice base dark coat yeah i think i think you just got to go somewhere warm get out in the sun by the way you can't tan in in california why aren't you tan is it because there's no sun no there's plenty of sun but it's chilly so like i'm not gonna go lay out with like when it's 55 with my shirt i don't want to take my shirt off ever especially (laughs) i'm not in front of my wife it sounds like you and Paige need more vacations that's it you just need more vacations pop on over to disney world spend the day look up at the sun You'll be roasted by the time you get back to your hotel. F yeah. I mean, I want to go. You know where I want to go? I want to stay at the Four Seasons Punta Minta. Have you heard of this? Sounds, I, I have. And my God, sounds fantastic. I'm bougie. I'm, not, not, I'm bougie like not, that. Not to, make, not to make you jealous, but when I see you in California in due time, I will be coming from Mexico and man, will I be crispy. Oh, so crisp. I can't so wait. Chris. I'm gonna on the podcast. We're gonna do a freckle check on your back. I'm gonna do yeah. a mole check. <laughs> I have one. I have one big mole. Don't be alarmed. It's constantly being monitored. It's totally fine. But I have one. It's it's about the size it's of being an monitored. Acorn. I it's just about, imagine a very little <laughs> nanny cam on it. It's about the size of an acorn. An acorn. <laughs> yeah, it's small acorn. <laughs> an acorn or a pine cone. Pine cone. No, acorn. It's this big. Oh my God. Raised? Uh, no, no, no. Flat, flat, flat. What are you? You're already planning my funeral. Raised. <laughs> oh my God. That's good. Okay. Uh, next question. Hey, I actually wrote into the toast, but they don't care. Um, I'm happy to get a guy's perspective. Ignore that. It is my nonverbal little brother, so it's okay. Anyway, several years ago, before I met my now husband, I had a, you know, a little bang sesh with my Yuck. best friend's brother. <laughs> with who? Um, best friend's with her, friend with it. Happened a her few best times, friend's brother. Anyway, so when me and my husband started dating, I knew eventually I would have to tell him because I see him a lot. We all hang out together. And before they were going to meet, the little brother and my now husband, I told him 
totally downplayed it, but I did tell him that I hooked up with my friend's brother. We'll call him Matt. So I told him I hooked up with Matt. We were tipsy. I think he remembers, but I'm not 100% sure because he's never mentioned it to me again. And I feel sort of guilty. Like when we're all in the same room together, I'm just like, I would be pissed if my husband hooked up with somebody and everybody in the room knew, except for me. Like, I don't know. I feel, I feel bad, but do I really want to tell him again? What if he does remember? And then he's going to think. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You're married. Did you cheat on him with the guy? No, you canoodled before you were married. And honestly, it's weird that you keep bringing it up. Do you like your friend's brother? Do you wish you were currently canoodling with him? Because that's what it sounds like. Don't tell your husband. I'm happy you told your husband once. Fine. Certainly don't tell him again. You told him. It's it's his problem if he doesn't remember. If you told him, you told him. That's it. That's it. And I also want you to know, guys, especially once they're mature and married, we don't care. We don't care at all. For these childish games, as long as you're ours right now and you're faithful, no problem. No problem at all. I don't want to know anything else. But I'm just, it's it's weirdness to me. Weirdness if you bring it back up. I agree. And there's in the recovery racket, there's a um, there's an amends process. And when deciding who to do amends to, there's sort of this unwritten rule that's actually written, which is. You can't save your own ass at the cost of someone else. And by that it is, if by making this amends, you incur or inflict more damage, then you cannot make the amend. So I would say, get over it. (laughs) Stop it. I think you're totally right, Ben. Stop it. Just stop Stop. it. Just stop it. Get over it. Yeah, you're stirring stirring the pot over here. Now, if you go... Hey, Jim, you look good in those slacks. Remember last, you know, February? <laughs> what a time. Then, yeah, your husband's going to be upset. <laughs> but And don't ever hey. call it a bang sesh. <laughs> bang sesh. Oh, my God. She, by, the way, by the way, she wants him. She wants him. Yeah. That's it. That's it. The lady, you're, you want this man. That's it. You called it a bang sesh. You want your husband to be jealous. I'm now psychoanalyzing. You want your husband to be jealous. Yes. You want your husband to know and you want him to fight for you. You want that. Otherwise, this wouldn't even be a thing. No question. My wife is so not jealous that she likes to make fun of me. Like she (laughs) likes to be the one who brings up people that I've hooked up with. And I'm like, listen, they couldn't all be tens before I met you, babe. Like, (laughs) Claudia is the same. (laughs) Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So lady, quit making your husband jealous. It's too much. It's too much. Quick note, the guy who popularized denim you mentioned was probably a Jew. His his name was literally Levi, Levi's jeans. Yeah, you got that right. Uh, Second thing I need your help on is my wife and I have a beautiful three-month-old baby boy that we are looking to raise. Uh, We are a mixed faith household. Neither of us actually religious at all, but I'm Jewish and my wife is Greek and kind of raised Christian a little bit. And I'm wondering... What should we do to make sure this kid has a great upbringing and understands like the good things from Judaism and being a Jew and the good things about the other religions that I don't necessarily know about? Yeah. Could you help me out with this one? Looking for you, Josh, since, you know, you've got some experience here. Love the pot. Thanks, guys. Wow. Well, then I suppose I'll just take a back seat there. All right, bub. 
No problem. Taking a back seat. Ben, feel free to chime in here. I would say if you're both not observant, but you both come from different backgrounds, religiously and ethnically, I'd say you're going to have to meet in the middle, and that's Islam. Here's the thing. <laughs> you raise this child Muslim, and, uh, and if that's not right, you either go Jehovah's Witness or Scientology, <laughs> but you're really going to have to mix this kid up. No. Yeah, I think he exposed him to everything. Look, the Greeks, between their food, between their fun religious things, between their movies and their big fat Greek weddings, that is a fun culture, babe. And there's this guy, did this guy say he's a Jew? Yes. Well, listen, not that this podcast is overly Jewish, but we are a fan. <laughs> so I would say go for it. Go full tilt. You know, like, why not give them everything? Just make sure they're good people. Not that you asked for my opinion, Rick. What was his name? I don't know. Josh. Anonymous. Terrible Anonymous. name. Josh was his name. I'll, I'll tell you. Even if you decide, you know, interfaith house, little here, little there, it all stems from one master religion, which is Judaism. <laughs> so you can pretend that you're pulling a little from Christianity, pulling a little from Islam, doing this hokey pokey. When in reality, it's all coming from one man, the true Hashem. And if that doesn't work for you, throw in a Christmas tree. You know, by the way, these are fun little things. Mm -hmm. Like, enjoy the little things. Easter egg, egg hunt. Do that. Just remind your, your son that, you know, Jesus sat down at a Passover dinner table. And uh, we... We call it something else, and now we're going to lose all our Christian listeners, and so thanks so much for calling and in. And just remember that Judaism may very well be the craziest of them all. Amen to that. We are just, it may. We just have a big book of folklore. Speaking <laughs> of Judaism, I was thinking about this. See, I, I wanted to ask you, let's do a little role play. You have not met your gorgeous, perfect wife, Claudia, yet. You're on the mm. prowl. You're enjoying your life. You're having some random bang sessions. <laughs> you meet a girl and I want you to tell me what your deal breaker is and I'm going to be her and I'm going to mention one or two or three maybe things and you're going to tell me whether you're still going to go for it or whether you're going to be like you know what I'm out and this is just for a fun night of canoodling she's a 10 she's a hottie boom body and Let's just see. And this is no long-term commitment. This is just for a single experience. Yes, a rendezvous, a romantic interlude. A, rende a rendezvous, understood. Hi, how are you, Ben? You're really cute. Oh, thank you. I can't even see your, <laughs> I can't even see your horns. You're Jewish, right? But you, I don't see your horns. <laughs> yeah, I hide them. It's fine. Are you going for it? For sure. <laughs> Ten, one night, no problem. Well, <laughs> no issues. I would actually would. Yeah, you know, like I have them. Sometimes they could poke you. <laughs> but <laughs> but I try to hide them. Well, I'm going for it with anybody. <laughs> you said that this woman in this magical world, it's a 10. It's one singular night. Who cares? OK, who cares? Right. I mean, I think that that's just a mutually. Now, look, if I have to have true intellectual conversations if we're dating, if it's a couple of dates, then of course, all of everything that you just mentioned, completely out the window, completely out the window. If you're a flat earther, I'm sorry. What are you, nuts? Bonehead, I can't talk to you. 
I can't have a conversation with you. Do you think Jews have horns? You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, last one, last one, last one. This weekend, by the way, I sung a little bit of karaoke and that had me thinking, what is your karaoke song? My karaoke song is no song. I never, ever do it. What? But you have such a good voice. Thank you. With people doing rap for karaoke. Okay, I have my What Are You Nuts? People doing rap for karaoke is what he is. Insane. It's nuts. And when I see a bunch of white girls who are like, wait till you hear my rendition of Forgot About Dre, I go, Bethany, I don't need to hear it. I know what it's going to be, and it ain't great. We're karaokeing. Me and Claudia take karaoke very seriously. It's essentially like a performance. There are two microphones. When Claudia sings, she holds both. Great. No one's sharing that stage. That's not happening. Not happening. And all I got to say is me and you doing I'd Do Anything for Love by Meatloaf. Oh, man. That would be a sight to see. (sighs) That would be a sight to see. We should honestly, we should record a Jack Black-esque album somewhere teetering between Tenacious D and something in the Eight Crazy Nights vertical. I think we could make it just flipping sweet. I see that for us. I Right? I love that. I see it. And should we get to some news articles before we're done? Or do you want to get to your what are you nuts moment? No, throw I I could do, while you look up the news articles, I'll throw in a quick what are you nuts. Okay. The what are you nuts is just chairlifts. That's all. <laughs> chairlifts, the concept when they were built. I know that you're not checking every chairlift every time I get on one and I go two million feet up in the air and all of a sudden the thing shakes. Oh, and scheme, it's like just, the gondola. Sorry, the gondola. Okay, gotcha. Yes, there, there, is just, there is just no way that these things aren't eventually going to crumble to the ground. It's just impossible. Most of them built in the 50s, 60s, the same thing with roller coasters. I just don't understand how you have, you can't possibly know that every single inch of the roller coaster or of the gondola or chairlift, whatever you call it, is safe. They are Nuts. And us for taking them. What are you, nuts? 100%. I love that. And I think that we are in a good place to talk about a little something called... I got nothing. <laughs> I thought I was going to have some... <laughs> I thought I was going to have some good stories. But it's also Golden Globes heavy. Oh, okay. First one is... Tennessee Titans fans throw fists at game, violent parking lot fight. And then recently an Anaheim Ducks fan too was in a brawl. What do we think of sports fights in general? I think it is like if you get in a fight at a stadium, you shouldn't be allowed to own a gun. Like there should be some character things in our constitution that says like if you get in a fight in a stadium, if you lash out at someone at an airport counter, like you just aren't allowed to do certain things in the normal day-to-day life. If you get in a fight at a stadium, you shouldn't be able to own a home. <laughs> like these are these are like the biggest fucking dopes in the whole world. You're going to fight somebody at a game over sports yes. with your fists? Are you getting paid by the team? No. Like the only the only reason why it could maybe make sense is if there's some anti-Semite, he calls you the K-word sure. and you want to slug him. Sure. But if you're fighting just over sports, nuts. Well, I think in the spirit of fighting, Chris Angel subdued an unruly man at his magic show. 
which shout out Chris was on the show grandfather that I was on very nice guy we still text to this day and he there was a guy in the second row of his mind freak show that was making a ruckus he was asked to put his phone away but he wouldn't comply and all hell broke loose as security came to remove the man but when McDonald tried, McDonald, who was the guy being removed, tried to, <laughs> Ronald, tried to grab one security <laughs> guard from behind, Chris stepped in to subdue him, assisting security in escorting McDonald out of the theater. That's such an easy layup. Like when security's already on it and you can kind of slide in there and be like, let me get this, guys. That's nice. It's nice. And also, I just feel like all magicians know how to subdue. <laughs> Do you? Right. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I think the magicians, they have a dark side, don't they? I, and yeah, they they could just, yeah. I'm just imagining like at Harry Potter, like at Hogwarts, they're like, okay, Monday's potions and Tuesday's Krav Maga and, yeah. <laughs> and Wednesday's Quidditch. Like all wizards learn self-defense. Were you a fan of the Harry Potter movies and or books? Loved. Loved. You're such a fan. Love that. Love uh, that for you. Loved them. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best. Like what? Those are, those were great. Those were also like, if you were a fan of Harry Potter, you had to pretend that you were a fan of Lord of the Rings. Like that was the next step, right? Right. Like you graduate from Harry Potter to Lord of the Rings. And I would always say big Lord of the Rings fan. I maybe watched a movie. I never read any books. Did we talk about the fact that I read my first book in Utah in like 10 years? What'd you read? It reminded me of LeBron James. I read Rich Paul's memoir. Who's that? Who owned... Rich Paul owns Clutch Sports with LeBron. He's like one of his agents. And I only read it because I assumed that it was about LeBron, but it wasn't about LeBron at all. It was about Rich Paul growing up in Cleveland, super poor, mom, like crazy crackhead. And he just like learned how to roll dice at eight years old and was like schooling all of these, these guys in the hood and made his way out and had like this big jersey business. LeBron noticed him in an airport, said, I love your Mitchell and Ness jersey. Can I buy one? And that's how they met. Oh, he was behind Mitchell and Ness? No, he was selling Mitchell and Ness jerseys. Like he became like a reseller oh. in Cleveland. And like he was known for like selling these like jerseys that nobody could get a hold of 25 years ago out of the back of his car. And LeBron wanted a jersey. Wow. So cool. It's such a good book. So good. I loved it. I loved it. And now I'm reading The Alchemist. Have you ever read The Alchemist? Yeah, by Paolo Coelho. How was it? Any good? Yeah, it's I'm good. I'm on page three. You, you want me to spoil it for you? Should I not read it? Just <laughs> tell me. I shouldn't read it. Here, you want to know the take? I, I, I picked it up because it was sub 200 pages. I shouldn't read Here's it. Here's the takeaway. You ready? I'm ready. There you go. Home, home is where the heart is. There you go. That's it? That's it. Okay, I'm not reading it. <laughs> no, here, I, I, if anybody wants to hop on Instagram live later, I'm going to take a quick match to my alchemist <laughs> no, book read and it. burn it. It's good. And then you could do the four agreements and then you could read Eckhart Tolle and. Oh, I so regret bringing this up because now what's going to happen is you're going to ask me if I've read a book and then you're going to embarrass me when I tell you I haven't because I've read none of them. <laughs> That's okay. I only read the first 15 pages and then I'm just glad that I own them and I put them on a bookshelf and look at them. And that's our show, folks. God, best episode of the year. We just had Ben redo Five the stars. ending because he was apologizing that the episode had a couple <laughs> dead spots. And I was like, these morons, they don't know the difference. You come out here with full confidence. Five stars, puff chest, looking at myself in the mirror. You are good enough. 
And I am good enough. And so are you. Five stars, Spotify, Apple, wherever, whenever, YouTube. Come on, YouTube. Watch us on YouTube. Yeah, great episode. Send it to a friend. Send it to a friend. Send it to your mom. Send it to your dad. Send it to your sister. Send it to your cousin. And uh, five stars. Five stars. And Ben's a big uh, supporter of J.K. Rowling. So this will be our last episode because I don't agree. Huge supporter of J.K. Rowling. (laughs) And uh, you've been DMing us a lot of guests that you'd like to see on the podcast. Wildly helpful. All I have to say, we have such such an excellent slate. So keep sending me ideas and we'll keep getting those folks on. We love you all. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.